welcome. <laughs> we are here on the island. Hashtag OTIP. The podcast where we talk about Survivor most of the time. And pretty much every week for the last 12 weeks or so. So <laughs> that's overly specific. And that's why we're here. I'm Taylor Gaines. We're going to get overly specific about this week's episode. Week number 11. So smart they're dumb. The family visit episode as we get knocked down to seven people with the elimination of, spoiler alert, Gabby Pascuzzi. That was the fastest spoiler alert I could have possibly done. <laughs> in a idle play from Christian to save himself. We'll talk all about it. But today we have a very special in-studio episode rather than across borders as we typically do because your friend and mine, Tyler B. Commons, is nowhere to be found currently. Don't, don't worry, he's fine. I just, he's, he's busy. So we're actually doing a very special, in honor of the, I'm not kidding, in honor of the family visit episode, I'm going to bring on probably one of the top two people who would be my family visit person <laughs> if I was on Survivor. He's uh, where I got my big brain. It's my dad, Ken Gaines. Hello, Taylor. <laughs> At least half of my big brain. I like being number two. Because that's really who I am. <laughs> your top two people. I know mom would be your number one person. So was... I was going to say top three and throw in Austin. <laughs> then I'd have to guess whether I was two or three. But he doesn't listen, so I don't have to do that. <laughs> oh, Anyway, so we're going to get to hear from you for the first time on the show. I think mom was on a couple years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Introduce yourself to the people. How long have you watched Survivor and... Oh, wow. We started watching it in the beginning, back in the early, or excuse me, the late 90s, right? I guess uh, it started in 99, is that right? Right. I was a commander in the Air Force in in Abilene, Texas. And um, we even had a party at the Officers Club, a Survivor-themed party for all of our friends. Where we was a good excuse to drink, but anyway... The first yeah. episode was May 31st, 2000. And I oh, think okay. I was, a, I, was a, I was a commander from 99 to 01, so it was right in there. And I think I've told the story before of how me and Austin, who I, I, I guess I probably haven't referenced in a long time, but my younger brother used to just watch the challenges <laughs> and then like run out of the room and go do something else and then come back for the other challenge. So that's like my first memories of Survivor. <laughs> if I haven't talked about that in a while. Yeah, and I guess you've, probably watched most of the seasons right most of them there there was this time there i think where i kind of veered off um and then then you started doing your podcast thing and uh obviously i became a lot more interested again <laughs> it's gotten better though honestly I, yeah what have I, you thought of this season this season's gotten much better i was telling mom i don't know if you noticed last night and you can tell me if they've been doing it this way all season because i just haven't noticed but they at the beginning of the show the the recap of last week was basically Carl got eliminated and that was it. I had a note. I timed it actually when I was watching it last night. The the recap from last week was 21 seconds long, which I think was the shortest I've ever seen. I mean, I've never paid attention, but in my head, I guess it was because they had a lot of family visit stuff they wanted to show. I I I, I didn't even think that deeply. I just thought, well, they've they've gotten better ratings. Maybe they figured that don't show. <laughs> we were watching don't show last recaps. week. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to show it again. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's when when I saw it last night, I was saying like, what a waste of time that is every week to it, do that. Yep. And um, nowadays, in today's DVR generation, or, or Netflix generation, you don't want to even watch the previews for next week because they ruin the show, and most people watch them. Well, there's an option on and, Netflix to skip the intro know, for a reason. Awesome? <laughs> <laughs> and not not to mention all the stuff we talk about on our podcast, like the interviews and the articles, breaking it all down. Like The people who follow it definitely don't need the recap. Uh, all right. We'll get into the not recap part of it. We'll get into all the <laughs> fun stuff. There was obviously a lot to talk about for Gabby being Christian's main ally, who I would argue is probably the favorite most of the year. Who's been your favorite player to follow? Oh, definitely Christian. As far as who do I like watching and listening to the most, it's definitely him. Yeah. 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 
Although if I had him as a college professor or a coworker, I probably wouldn't like it as much. <laughs> I don't know. He seems like he would definitely be a, a, a cool professor. I don't he know might, if that would mean he would be easy or harder. I think he would drone on, though, and you would never get out of class early. You'd be stuck in there the whole hour and a half or however long the class is. And if he were a coworker and he had a desk next to you, you would never get any work done because he'd be talking the entire time. <laughs> I, I kind of wished that because Christian is so interesting and fun that we had gotten to see more of his girlfriend like <laughs> if he's like that then what is she like for to, for them to be uh with each other but unfortunately i don't think we heard a single word from her no I, she was definitely a stereotypical yeah they smart really girl. P- played into the big bang theory of it all like she even i don't know if they told her to or if she naturally just came out holding her hands like in her chest like that and was like, oh, I didn't I'm even thinking. notice that. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then the obviously the funniest thing was him taking her right up to Jeff and being like, this is Jeff. I'd like to introduce you to Mrs. <laughs> Mr. Propes. And he's just endlessly entertaining. And also not to kind of praise him too much because we do that a lot, I think, because he's just very charming. Like it's it's surprising. Maybe it shouldn't be. But the way it's presented is he's really nerdy and weird but then like as we talked about last week he's comforting everyone all the time and you see even in the beginning of this episode it didn't work as well but he goes right up to nick after the vote and he's like i'm sorry man like i just had to go make a move and he's always trying to like play that comforter role and i guess it turned gabby's brain onto this idea when when she saw him with his girlfriend that like he's perceived to be doing that to her too so like she needs to like step herself up right yeah he's taking care of everybody and at the end it'll make him look better if he's doing it on purpose or maybe he's just like that i personally think he's probably just like that yeah it's gotta be hard all the time together you can't just be acting the entire time it kind of feels like and gabby's actually a good test case for this like it the game actually just emphasizes the strongest traits that you already have like you know how they say when people get famous they don't actually change they just like amplify the best or worst parts of themselves like Hmm. you know i was listening to an interview with some celebrity the other day i wish i could remember (laughs) who it was but it was something to that effect of like i've always been interested in whatever and it's just once you get a bigger platform it just becomes like this huge thing like if if brad pitt cares about orphans or something it's like news versus i don't know what i'm trying to say anymore no it makes sense but um but i think that's probably true about gabby specifically like she talks in her her interview with the hollywood reporter that she had this week was one of their like in play in game interviews so it was actually before she was eliminated huh they've done that a few times this year with her nick and i think angelina once but she talked about how She's been presented as this very emotional player who's crying all the time. And aside from like the internet trolls and abuse that she's gotten, which she had addressed a little bit, she talked about how she knew that she was probably going to be emotional. So she tried to at least use it in a way where it wouldn't destroy her game. Like she could like build relationships off of it. Mm hmm. She said, in Survivor, you have to figure out how to work with your own natural personality quirks. So if I know I'm going to cry because I can't control it, what what can I do? I can use it as a way to connect with people. Vulnerability is a powerful bonding mechanism. Would Christian have wanted to protect me on Tiva had I not been vulnerable with him? Would Allison have considered flipping on Dan had I not said, I'm scared and I need you to help me? That emotional plea was purposeful. I knew Allison was extremely empathetic and would feel bonded to me if I opened up, which was confirmed in her confessional where she said, as a doctor, she feels the need to protect people and there's there's more to it which i'll get to later but Mm -hmm. i thought it was interesting that she tried to kind of based off what we're talking about find a way to use it to her benefit that she's going to be emotional right yeah and that was the, the the interesting thing for me was watching her throughout the up until she got eliminated all i thought of her was what they portrayed of her which was christian's little you know the person he's constantly carrying around and protecting and then we watched the um, Ponderosa. Ponderosa video, and she's like a totally different person. I was surprised, uh, but I mean, I guess I shouldn't have been too surprised, but because they produce what they want to produce. But she actually had a, a much different personality than what I perceived throughout the season. Yeah, and there was a, a good story 
in her one of her interviews this morning. She said that one of her favorite moments was when they were on Tiva with this, like, I think that was when they were three tribes. When they won kebabs and spices, Christian and I actually had a spicy pepper eating contest. We took two of the most spicy peppers and Dan was acting like Jeff Probst narrating the challenge and Allison was the judge and we were sitting there with our eyes watering without milk or anything to take away the sting. After we did the contest, we were like, that was pretty dumb, but it was fun. (laughs) And I think you get to see a little bit more of her fun, personable side in the Ponderosa video, and uh, I guess if you follow her on Twitter, too, I think she's fairly entertaining on Twitter. I'll have to add her. <laughs> follow her. Follow her. That's Sorry. the word. Yeah. <laughs> For you <laughs> Gen Xers. wants to follow me, I'm up to 66 followers, so. Oh, maybe we can get you. <laughs> get me over 100, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you tweet about regularly, though. Like I'd pretty much like Florida retweet. State football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not Florida State football this year. <laughs> oh, anyway, so yeah, um, we'll talk about what we thought of the move, which really was the only thing that happened in this episode, her attempt to take out Christian, because there was so much time devoted to the family visit and the challenges, frankly. So uh, there's not a lot of strategy to get into. So I guess we'll start by diving into the family visit a little bit, just because it's always a big part of the season are you a fan of the family visit or or is it played out or i'm a fan of the family visit except there's this little part of my brain being a retired military guy (laughs) that says really 30 days (laughs) 30 days and you're acting like you haven't seen each other in 20 years it it, it, uh maybe uh maybe when you're in the military it just kind of hardens you a little bit i don't i don't know um or or Maybe maybe because I was in the Air Force and I wasn't in as many desolate environments, although I was in a few. But I don't know. It was it, it just kind of makes me go, come on. <laughs> you can't possibly be that, you know. Definitely for the family members, at least. Like, because as far as they're concerned, they just haven't seen someone for a month. Right. right. <laughs> We're like, I don't know what the effect would be of being starving on the island all that the time. And, and maybe the, all the emotion of everyone being excited kind of feeds upon each other. And, and then Yeah. And Jeff is... <laughs> there. there uh, Stephen Fishback, who we, we talk about a lot because he's one of the active like post-survivor people. He had a, a tweet that cracked me up about Jeff and the family visit. Mm-hmm. He said, My favorite part of every Survivor season is when Jeff Probst tries to understand humans and their emotions. And then he put a quote... And it says, so the thing about a brother and a sister is that neither of you is a parent. Am I getting that right? (laughs) (laughs) That's really what it feels like where he's just kind of like, there's nothing like a a brother and a a sister relationship, you know, like what? Tell us about that. (laughs) Or like. Kristen, aren't you aren't you gonna hug her? Why, why haven't you hugged her yet? Like, isn't that what humans do? Don't don't humans hug? And he's just like, it's very strange to watch. But uh, speaking of hugs, Mike and his boyfriend—that was the most awkward. And not only did they do it once, they did it twice. It was like a straight arm chest hug thing. It's like. I, I thought that was odd. Um, maybe. Yeah, I was wondering if like the producers were like hugging the straightest way possible. <laughs> Or or what? Because because when he said they were together for six years, I was like, I I have like friends that I just have like normal you're, friend relationships with, <laughs> and I would hug them way more than they those two did, and it, it was just kind of it yeah. was the same with Christian and his girlfriend, I guess. Regardless, I, who was your favorite like of the little bit we got of each person? Which which family member stuck out to you? Oh boy, wow. I don't really know. Um, I would have to say the one that I kind of connected with the most as to who I picked, like, um, I think it was Gabby's mom. I think she kind of acted the way I think your mom would act if she were on the show with you. <laughs> Carnita, I think was Carnita. her name. Yeah, so I guess I'd have to say her. I liked uh, Davy's mom, too, Hazel. Oh, yeah, she was good. Cause, and she also came out and said that Davy was her most lovable kid at some point. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder how many other kids there are watching this right now. <laughs> There's nothing like being singled out or having your <laughs> sibling singled out on a show. And I really liked Nick's dad, Jim, too. It was a really interesting visual contrast in that <laughs> he was 
huge like Hagrid from Harry Potter or something and Nick was like a small skinny guy and Nick was also wearing really dark clothes and he was wearing like a bright shirt and uh he had a couple like wisdom bombs he was throwing out uh it ain't about what you have or don't have it's about what you give <laughs> so I, I gotta be honest with you though he, there was talking about how they're having so much trouble making ends meet and and I'm at that point I'm thinking well, he was taking all the food and not giving it to his kids. Oh, so, so <laughs> anyway, sorry if you're listening, Nick. Didn't mean to. You might have been a glandular. Yeah, thing, I'm sure but, that's uh, not true. <laughs> but a lot of like interesting. You can cut things that your dad embarrasses you about, right? If you don't want, you just don't play it on here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I don't that cut could anything. Be one. <laughs> I don't cut anything. It's. Uh... Put it out raw, with all the pauses. <laughs> all right. But you, you also gave like a, 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 a an apology right after, which is <laughs> the best way to do a joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's not a lot to take away from it, I guess, uh, other than that they all get to change their perspective on the game for a minute and it's it's fine yeah no no i don't have a problem with it it's it, 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 it's really it takes up a lot of time <laughs> yeah i do wonder how many what the, if their ratings go up on that particular show because they do kind of they always give it away that you know like the when they're merging to the final tribal or the final tribe and the, or when they're having the family thing or you know they kind of always give that away ahead of time so. yeah and like if you watch last week's ponderosa videos Alec and Carl both got to see their family member because I guess it happens in such a short amount of time that they just fly them all out there anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, did it's, you want to talk just when they went on the boat? Um, did you find that first off that boat? Oh, was the really reward cool. boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the family. Yeah, uh, it was really cool. I thought that this little floating boat thing. Well, which is boats do float. Um, but <laughs> better than the sinking boat. So. <laughs> but as the uh, as the they're like panning to each section of the boat. And they're all doing that, like Nick's on one. I think I think this is we finally got a try. And then they pan over. Another, I think we finally got this great thing here. We got uh, this is going to be. And they're they're going to each section of the boat. And I'm thinking to myself, it didn't look that big. Surely they can all hear each other saying this. And then the maybe that's why they were saying that. Then the the great negotiator uh, Angelina Angelina gets up and says, you know this this is this is the final four right here. And I'm like, well, ho- hopefully you all knew that by now because you've all been saying it since you got on the and, and boat. Three of them kind of seemed like they've. Could have rolled with it. I think her, Nick, and Mike, right? Mm-hmm. And then Davey, they cut to Davey and he's like, ah, this isn't my final four. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Exactly. But that's just what happens on rewards, I guess, at this point. Everyone says, this is the final three. This is the final four. This is it. <laughs> and then who knows? It's it's really an individual game at this point, which was obviously emphasized by Gabby deciding that now was the time to make a move. I thought the the theme of this episode came up in something Nick said during Tribal, which I don't know that I agree with it, but the sentiment is definitely the idea that was running through everything that happened in this hour, which is just because something is a big move doesn't mean it's a good move. And the the question that arises is... (laughs) Email. I I muted everything but that. (laughs) My bad. But the, the question that comes up is, when do you make the big move? And... Was this the right time for Gabby to try to make the big move? Right. Um, by the way, that email was from Nick's dad. Um, in case you were wondering, I'm just kidding. He said he's very offended. <laughs> Again, I'm very sorry. Put out an apology now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 you know, we were talking about that. Your mom and I. Um, or and did she do it too soon? I mean, she could have surely held out another week or two. It's um, tough because they're. He had the idol, obviously, which she knew. They're doing the fire thing again when they get to four, so there's not really going to even be a vote at four. So she basically had four shots at it. And I don't know. I mean, obviously, uh, Monday morning quarterback is like she lost, so I guess it was the wrong time. But but it was also not necessarily because she had the votes. It was five to two to one or something. Mm So she got what she needed. She just played right into everyone else's hands of like, well, if he plays his idol, which apparently everyone knew he had, then we'll just take her out. And Davey greatly influenced what he did, right? Yeah. I mean, you could argue Christian would have been voted out if Davey didn't say something. Exactly. And Davey's strategy is interesting too, because he 
is viewing Christian as like a shield for him of like, he's the biggest threat. People are going to be going after Christian, even though as we've talked about on the show, Davey has been behind a lot of big moves with Nick and Carl in the last several weeks. And he probably has a good argument that if Christian was gone, Mm -hmm. it could be him. But then that now puts him in the situation Gabby was just in, not in as close of a relationship, obviously, but in the space of, all right, well, when do you make the move now? Because you're probably not going to beat him either. Just because he's so dang likable and he was an honorary brochacho and the whole jury is brochachos. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good point. I, the thing I think that Mikey had, you know, the guy who I really thought had the best view of the game was Alec. Because um, from the very first week, well, maybe not the first week, but the beginning Early on. of the show, he... He knew that it's not all about this silly tribal thing that they set up in the beginning. And that's what absolutely kills me about this show <laughs> is, is like how people stay aligned like like it's like it matters. I mean, you've known this person a week and these eight people are my people. It's, it's just amazing. I think it really says a lot about human nature um, to some degree, which is part Tribalism. of the show is. Yes. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's in the word. Yeah, I thought it was interesting Hollywood Reporter reprinted some words from Christian in the preseason about how he wanted to try to play and get himself into the winner's circle, I guess. And he, he, he said, by making the game crazy enough where people don't know what the hell is going on, as a consequence, if I have just a little bit more information than everybody else and nobody can see that I'm in the position to win, then my hyper-adaptivity will be what allows me to get to the finals and win. Asked what it means to make the game crazy, he said it means making a move at some point that appears like it's not in my best interest, which you could argue is last week when him and Gabby flipped on the Davids and Nick was obviously really pissed about it. So that could have been his attempt to make things crazy. Mm -hmm. And then... How did you like his stare down at the tribal council where... He's basically staring at Gabby and staring around, (laughs) pulling his glasses down. I'm thinking... Hmm. Because she did. She looked away, though. Two times he looked right at her. It's like he took her off guard to do that. But we know as viewers that he knew. (laughs) So I think, I really think he's like playing to the jury all the time because he's like so gesticulative. Is that a word? And then like, and so charismatic and always apologizing to people on the way out or saying, John, can I still be part of Slamtown? And like... (laughs) It's 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 still funny to me that Angelina was so blatantly accused of trying to manipulate the jury when Christian seems to be like just constantly manipulating the jury. And there's something to be said for the fact that he voted someone out and she apologized to him on the way out. Oh, I know. <laughs> like she was like, "I'm sorry, Christian. Uh, I, you know, I, she, I had to try." She apologized twice, by the way. During that, <laughs> yeah, when, when um, uh, Allison. Allison got a vote, she turns to Allison and said, um, I'm sorry. And I had seen who she voted for, but she totally threw me off. And I said to your mom, I go, Wow, I didn't realize she voted for her. And she, mom's like, She didn't, dummy. I'm like, Oh, okay, yeah, well, but the, yeah, her, her saying sorry to everybody was, was interesting. So, uh, the rest of Kristen's thing is, I wonder if there's sometimes some strategy. To strategically putting yourself on the bottom at a very important point in the game, he said he views Survivor as a cycle of power rather than one group seizing a majority. I think there's some value to recognizing there's a cycle to the game and it will eventually come back around. There you go. He seems to be in control of the cycle at this point. Yeah. I still don't know if on paper he has like a good enough resume to control everything at the final vote, but he still feels like the heavy favorite, just purely almost by narrative of like the way they've presented it as a TV show. Feels like this show is about Christian a lot. Oh, and he's definitely the star. Yeah, and it, it's hard to picture right now who could beat him, but I think you can make a good argument for Davy or Nick, perhaps. I think the Goliaths are in trouble. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'll save couple of my thoughts for our power rankings at the end on on some of these people but um but yeah uh for sure allison she's impressive to me as who she is in life and all that sort of thing and and how how strong she is but i i don't think she's really doing much for herself she um, missed her chance she yeah. she talked about it a few weeks ago saying i don't know if now's the time to make a move and then she didn't and then it was like too late although i'm trying to remember who was in on the vote last week it was um 
Gabby Christian and a few Goliaths that made the Carl vote happen last week because obviously the Davids were left out of it. So you could argue that was somewhat of a move, but I, th- I just think Survivor is all about perception and credit based off that perception. Right. And it just seems like Christian is going to get a lot of the credit for a lot of things that have happened. And probably Davey will get some as well. Right. And I actually think whatever you think of her, not that she's been a part of anything big, but I think Angelina has made herself felt as like a presence (laughs) where like, I don't think she has any moves to her name that will change anything, but but she won't be in our mind. (laughs) Probably not in her mind. She's got a, Oh, maybe. Yeah. Like she got rice for everybody. (laughs) She talks about that a lot. That, that was kind of weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hi, sure. Mom. Guess what Guess I what did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> See all those people whose stomachs are full over there? It's because of me. I fed them. <laughs> and I turned one fish into a million fish. Learned how to do that at Yale University. <laughs> In advanced rice gathering. <laughs> but I think she won't be accused of just sitting back and doing nothing, certainly, out of the people that are left. Like, Mike potentially could. Although, her and her and Mike, I think, were the two to raise the idea this week of, let's throw some votes at Gabby. So how much credit do they get for that? Like, it's hard to say, because obviously Christian steals such a big spotlight by playing the idol and doing this big dramatic thing. To the point where, like, I kind of thought he took too long from what they showed us. Jeff was like, okay. And he was like, wait. And I've, I've never heard it get that far. I was kind of like, shouldn't he, shouldn't it be over if he says it's over? That would have been an interesting way to go out. But um. by, the, by the way, when, when he pulled that thing out of his shoe, I'm thinking, oh, poor Jeff. <laughs> this guy's been wearing that thing in his shoe all this time. And he hands it to Jeff. It was almost, if, I, if I'm Jeff, I'm taking it like it's a bag of dog poo and just like, oh, thanks, dude. And you, you just made me think I've never thought before. Of Jeff is always in close proximity to people who probably smell terrible all the time <laughs> which was another thing when those families hug their loved ones is that not the first thing you think of <laughs> oh my god you stink go jump in the ocean the inverse is probably oh my god you smell so good <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah i think just to kind of pull back around on gabby i i think she had to do this and now is as good a time as ever and it would have gotten her into the driver's seat in a lot of ways because she would have had that a huge move on her resume of taking out the favorite and it would have flipped the script on that thing you see all the time in Survivor is two people who work together the whole time getting to the end right? and the one person getting all the credit and everyone else being like, you just rode his coattails. <laughs> Except, I guess, for that one time where Russell lost because everyone hated him and they just gave it to his... Uh, <laughs> partner yeah don't don't go quizzing me on that That's, sort of stuff yeah i don't remember that much but i remember <laughs> that i do remember russell though the only other thing i wanted to add on gabby is her comment about the crying thing just because i think it's been such a weird season for i mean the world's a weird place with the internet now but with like angelina coming out and being like this show is inherently structured against women to like find idols like just look at the stats and it's like i forget the numbers but it's like mostly men have found the idols and like from all accounts everyone's looking all the time so what is it i I don't know how you could even attribute that based on how it works but like what is it that's happening that's making the men find it all the time and then there's obviously been a lot of this is (laughs) could it be genetics men are hunters Yeah, but women are gatherers. Isn't that oh, the other half well, of the stereotype? Well, but you, you <laughs> gather what you know. You don't. You aren't searching for things you're gathering, right? You're hunting for things you can't find. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Go um, ahead. <laughs> but I, I just thought it was worth reading what Gabby had to say about the constant like barrage of trolling against her crying. She she said, first of all, let me say I did not cry in episodes three, five, eight, nine, or eleven. <laughs> Um, which is funny, but then she said, uh, I just have to remind fans that I'm human. When I cried at the Elizabeth tribal, people speculated I was some kind of mastermind with crocodile tears since I knew she was going home. Sorry to disappoint, but those tears were born out of real frustration. They weren't fake or me trying to cover up the strike force. It was a real human moment wanting to defend someone that I cared about. You can love or hate me for it, but I think people in my real life appreciate that I'm an empathetic friend who will always stand up for them. Let me also clarify that I never complained or never cried or complained about the elements, how the game was too hard or whatever ridiculous thing I've seen people claim I'm whining about. 
I love Survivor, would never quit, found the rain exhilarating, and for people to say I'm mentally weak is flat out wrong. Lastly, I want to ask the people who are so incensed by my crying why it bothers them so much. If you've been told in your life that it's weak to cry, I have compassion for you and hope you can find a healthy way to express your emotions that works for you. Emotions are powerful and wonderful and make us human. I hope that people who have walls up can someday find the strength to be vulnerable, as I think you'll find it brings love, joy, and deep relationships into your life. Very nice. And now we turn into the therapy part of our podcast. <laughs> when was the last time you cried? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, actually, it wasn't that long ago. Um, well, I cried at the movie Queen. The Bohemian Rhapsody? Um, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm sorry. Uh, I, qu- I cried um, watching George Bush, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush's funeral this week. I cried when Ronald Reagan's funeral occurred. Uh, that was much longer ago. Um, but <laughs> Those are the three most recent. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's just, I got off on presidents there all of a sudden. Um, no, I, I, it's, it, I mean, I wasn't like blubbering crying, but, but if you walked by, you'd have seen tears rolling down my cheeks. So. Yeah, I got a little dusty when I saw, I don't even, I'm not even familiar with him, but the Senator Bob Dole, when he stood up from his wheelchair and saluted, I was like, oh man. Yeah. It's like powerful. Yeah, that was, and, and when you reach a certain age and you've had experiences like, you know, similar experiences happen to you, I think that, that, uh, that brings out the tears as well as your own mortality. You kind of look at it and realize yeah, that's going to be me one day. Well, not on TV, but <laughs> at some point. Anyway. On all the major news networks. Yeah. Hopefully not, I, I guess. I like the psychology section. <laughs> Ty doesn't like it either. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think I cried during this year's family visit. Uh, oh, no. It, it was not very emotional in that sense. But uh, solid episode. I think the last two weeks have been a little bit of a dip compared to some of the like screaming highs we've had early on in this season and in the middle part. And I hope it'll kick back up as we get into the final two weeks here. Only two weeks left. Wow. I didn't realize that. I, I, I saw seven people left and I just, for some reason thought at least yeah, three next, or four. Next week we'll get down to six and then it'll be like that sort of three hour episode where it bleeds into the reunion show by like 25 minutes <laughs> and totally ruins the reunion show <laughs> and then the reunion show is like four questions of like uh christian are, are you still with your girlfriend cool okay uh dan are you, are you mad at people okay next and like i don't we still don't know if alex is gonna be there or kara's gonna be there or Natalie, even she hated everyone. <laughs> I, so, do they after the? Do they have an online like they have the Ponderosa videos? Do they have an online after the reunion show? Thing I've so never you get more seen. I've never seen something like that. Hey, Survivor, that would be a good idea. <laughs> and you could spend as much time as you want talking to people and folks who are interested would instead of having listen. Jeff wander around the audience asking twelve-year-olds what they thought of the season. Like, what do we care? <laughs> I feel like our podcast has turned into a lot of Jeff criticism because he just is such he's such a caricature at this point of a of a person. I tell you though, he's, <laughs> he, he's sixty. He's he's in his sixties, I believe. We could ask Siri if, if we wanted to interrupt my. Uh, <laughs> we want some more beeping noises. And, yeah, um, but the guy's in great shape. Takes good care of himself. So I. Uh, I'm he's fifty seven. Fifty seven. November fourth, nineteen sixty one. I hope. That when I'm 57, I will look as good as Jeff. At least physically, maybe not facially, because otherwise this face wasn't made for Hollywood. So. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's about everything I wanted to cover, honestly. Not that I have a good transition there, but uh, Gabby <laughs> lost 13 pounds, apparently. Like 10% of her body weight, which she only weighs 129 beforehand. So that's not a lot. That's a very small person. And, uh, you know, they all seem to put it on pretty quickly once they start eating as much as they want. But right. yeah, she, uh, she didn't look the worst of the, of the people though, but yeah, she was, no. she was I, I was interested on the, again, on the Ponderosa video, she saw herself in the mirror and she really wasn't as upset about it. As, <laughs> she was kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh yeah, that is me. Uh, Jeff said he absolutely loved Gabby, her total and complete acceptance of adventure. She took it head on, let us inside her emotions, wasn't afraid to speak her mind stood up for herself and tried to make moves. I really hope that she has a takeaway connected to not needing permission to do things in life. I loved her relationship with Christian, one of my all-time favorite survivor platonic couples. They had a bond that was born so honestly and formed so quickly that at times I had to remind myself they're just alliance members. 
Those kinds of friendships are hard to find. I hope their connection lasts for a long time. Very nice. He could go the way of Dick Clark, you know. I don't know if you remember Dick Clark, but Dick Clark he was, was an American he was alive guy. For a while. And he was like really popular. Uh, and then he started doing game shows and, and Probst is kind of, you know, he's just a nice Jeff Probst's New Year's guy. Rockin' Eve? Well, yeah, maybe. You never know. <laughs> we'll see how long he can keep up Survivor for. Who knows? But <laughs> Time for the power rankings? Or are you checking for... It's time for the power rankings. All right, because this was the part I prepared the most for. This was the part that you wanted to come on the show for. You kept saying, I just want to give my power rankings. <laughs> I said, fine. <laughs> just this once. <laughs> I, can I... And when my question is, earlier was... Can I vote someone in who's been eliminated? And the answer was no. So that, that kind of ruined my... He really wanted to put Dan in his power rankings, but I told him not this week. So who would you say is number one? We got seven people left. We're trying to think who had the best week, but also is in a, a really good position going forward. I... So you start one and go down. You don't start three and go up. Yeah. Okay. Don't All you right. listen? <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to correct things, but I figured this is my chance. <laughs> we um, we sometimes go the other way, but it's it's not it's as, not as not as interesting because the I don't know. Well, I to let us know what you think. Which way should we go? Should we go one two three three two one two three one two one three, <laughs> whatever works. All right. So my opinion on number one, I kind of went back and forth on this. The easy thing would be to say Christian because he he's obviously the strongest player left. I think. And he's just had the best game to this point. But I don't think he's going to make it much further. So I went with Davey as my number one because Davey has the perspective and he's played a good game to this point. So there, there you have it. Davey's my number one guy. So why, why do you think Christian's not going to make it much longer? And did I, he make it in your power rankings at all? Yeah, he's in okay, my power we'll, we'll get We'll get yeah. to him. Okay, so I guess I still... Now my computer's making noises. Apologies. <laughs> I still have not totally decided who my number one is, but I think I'm going to say Christian because he made the biggest move of the week. He he snuffed out that his closest ally was turning against him because either Davy's self-preservation levels were that high or he was close enough with Davy that he trusted him with that information or a combination of both. And I just am consistently impressed by his ability to like comfort people and and like be seen as the biggest threat but still want to be protected by other people like that seems like a really impressive skill right. and like i said before just narratively i i have a hard time seeing him not making it to the final three because they just haven't built anybody up as much as him right so maybe i don't know if that's cheating to think of it that way but I, that would make him my number one i think people you you're, you and ty have gotten so good at this that the People with your survivor game, you had to stop playing your survivor game, right? Well, we had to stop watching the episodes twice to prepare for the podcast because <laughs> when you watch them twice, like like I, I I noticed this even though I didn't watch it a second time. Is there's a quote when Gabby is hugging her mom and her mom says "Love you, I'll see you later," and Gabby says "I'm almost done." I saw I caught that too. I heard that. <laughs> and also. sure enough, she was almost done. <laughs> And uh, there's just stuff like that that they always like weave through where when you watch it a second time, it kind of stands out and you're like, wait, why did they show a shark and then cut right to Christian? <laughs> like, what's happening? Well, speaking of Christian, he's my number two guy. And, you know, he teaches at Florida State University. Yeah. Uh, just thought I'd throw that out as a proud alumni. Their basketball team's really good this year. Uh, anyway, we talked about the football team already. Yes, I'm not bringing them up again. Uh, Christian... Uh, like I said, you know, you gave Christian the nod for number one. And, and the reason I didn't give him the nod for number one is because I think Davey saved him. I, and, and therefore, in my eyes, that made Davey powerful. And Christian, like I said, is not going to – I don't think he's going to make it more than a couple more weeks. Just because he's such a big threat? Look how many votes he got. Look how many votes he would have gotten had they not decided to throw a few at Gabby. Um, he's idolless. He's idolless unless he wins, uh, which he's very good at the reward challenges. But unless he wins them, he's I think he's going to get voted out because they don't want him there. It's interesting. We might get to talk more about this next week, but they show in the scenes for the next episode, like they kind of framed it as like chaos. Everyone's wanting to vote out everyone. And it kind of just made me think like if they wanted to, could they edit the show that way every single week (laughs) to show like 12 different people's names being thrown out? And then at the end, it's just like consensus. But I think... 
it's going to be really interesting because it's definitely an individual game now outside of the fact that if you're thinking of it in that intro way i think you want to be at the end with a goliath because the goliaths have just kind of slowly lost the game as it's gone on and i don't know how any of them could win unless they run something off in these last couple weeks right so for me i'd I'd say davy's number two kind of just the inverse of yours because of what you said and also he has the second best resume i think of anyone left with the possible exception of nick i like nick but he was on the i mean i guess davy was too they were on the wrong side of that vote last week and nick has an idol but we're not really talking about that because no one seems to view him as a threat yet. So I, I'd i say Davey, number two. All right. My number three, if you're ready for that. And I really had a lot of trouble picking this number three because the rest of them are like all the same to me. <laughs> and by the way, don't the Goliaths outnumber him now four to three? It is. Yeah. Allison, Mike, Angelina, Kara on the Goliaths, Nick, Christian, Davey so really, on the Davids. Truly, they, they, they could, if they get their act together, they could, they could take care of this and... and Except Angelina's been with the Davids for a couple weeks now, basically. True, which leads to my number three. <laughs> I can't. I, 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 well, I got to be careful because this gets broadcast and I never know who's going to listen to it, right? So I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Angelina, but I ranked her number three. Explain. <laughs> I think I I just did love... something that's really bad in improv where you don't help at all. You're just like, keep going. <laughs> I would love to see her in tribal council. Because the first thing she's going to say <laughs> is, the rice. I went to Yale and I took a negotiation class and I was willing to give everything up from our entire campsite just so we could get some rice. And uh, Jeff let her off the hook um, by, giving, by doing the trade that he ended up doing. But anyway, I, I feel like if I'm Christian or Davey, I want her with me. I do think she's done... There was a few weeks ago where I thought she was a goner because... You know, and she's kind of made her way back in, and uh, I just feel like she's the third strongest to potentially keep keep going. So now I know that sounds backwards from what I said about Christian, but I, he's getting credit in number two for his game, where she's getting credit because I think she's going to survive. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know what to make of her because she's edited in a way that's like smart but not charismatic in the way that Christian is. Where like something tells me, and I don't know, maybe. Maybe I could be accused of sexism, but like, it just feels like if Christian were to say something about like how he did something for the rice, it would like come across differently than like how it was just like, guess what I did, mom? We're like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the definition of sexism is I just view a woman saying something differently than a man, man does. But like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like she's proven that she is smart. I really wonder if she had another chance to like start over and and make relationships differently if it would be a much different story because she just found herself on the outside of her alliances at the wrong times and kind of got and like i said you never know how they edit it we've talked to people on the show who like sunday a couple years ago who's like i got the worst edit ever (laughs) and like no one got to see what i was like at all and i always think there's something to be said this season's very similar to millennials versus gen x where outside of the first few weeks with jeremy and that whole mess Pretty much everyone who's left in the second half of the game has had nothing but great things to say about each other. So I do think it's genuinely one of those things where it's a great group of people. They're all like happy when they're voted out. They're like, thanks, guys. (laughs) See you later. And uh, except Dan got pissed and Nick, those are the two that I've seen get upset so far. Well, Dan was also probably the most emotional player the whole season potentially mm-hmm. for just the way that he like let his emotions dictate his gameplay. Mm-hmm. And I think he felt like Kara truly like betrayed him by like letting him get voted out. And I, that's actually who I'm going to put number three is Kara, because I still think she has the guile to get in with people and like find herself on the right side of votes. And hmm. She was in the Christian vote this week. Obviously, that didn't work, but she was in the right vote last week. And uh, she did what you have to do, I suppose, when you are a former cheerleader, which is balance something on your hand well for longer than everyone else. Because that seems like something you have to do a lot is just like hold someone above your head. <laughs> you're a male cheerleader. Uh, well, I, no, guess, I, I guess no female maybe. cheerleader. They do pyramids. I'm, they do pyramids. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I just, when I was watching, I was thinking like, <laughs> she has to win this, right? <laughs> she looked great too, the way her pose. Oh, was, she didn't she move the whole time. But her body, her lower body, she's still a really good uh, 
like anchor for herself. You could tell that. That's what made me think about that. She looked like she had done that before, <laughs> which is like such a weird, like Greek God looking pose of like holding a pole in your hand. But yeah, the number three spot is tough because it really feels like Christian and Davy are kind of a step above everyone else in resume right now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how it kind of wraps up. Anything else? No. Thanks for having me after all these years of doing a podcast. <laughs> he looked at his watch as he said that. It's like, I think it's been since like Reagan's funeral. <laughs> should we should we advertise our uh, Larry David uh, podcast that we're going to do one of these days? <laughs> that one's coming too, I guess. Season, whatever, 11 of Curb Your Enthusiasm. We're going to have our rankings of our favorite Curb episodes. That's going to have to... Maybe jump on to my other podcast now because oh, we, we have idea. another podcast that's essentially built for ranking things. There you go. And I love ranking things. And I, the reason I thought of that, by the way, is I have my yellow sticky that I prepared whenever <laughs> I bought this computer three or four years ago. And I've ranked all my Larry David uh, shows out from, from Curb Your Enthusiasm, which ones I thought were the best. So I'm Yeah, go listen to Natural Selection if you haven't yet. It's the podcast where we determine the greatest blank of all time. And our first season is focused on Pixar movies. This week we watched Toy Story. Next week we'll be watching A Bug's Life. And more after that. And we'll potentially have some bonus episodes over holidays or something. Ranking maybe. I've been thinking about this. I'm not going to give away all my ideas. But ranking some of my favorite things. Maybe Curb episodes at some point. (laughs) If I can ever remember all of them. I know the restaurant one will be in there with the chef who has Tourette's that they hire. (laughs) That'll definitely make the list. But uh, I'll, maybe I'll play a quick teaser at the end of this episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, go check that out. It's Natural Selection on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else. And that features me and Tyler B. Commons. And it's a much different show, but it's it's very fun. It's really good. And it's not just for people who've seen those shows when they were kids. It's for older folks like myself who... Who had to watch their children watch the movies. Who would be driving in a van down the road with a TV set right <laughs> perched in between us while you and your brother... There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> five hours of listening to the same shows over and over again. <laughs> I'm, we get, this is a teaser for next week's episode, but we talk a little bit about how I'm pretty sure Bugs Life was a movie we had in the car because... I remember it more than I remember other Pixar movies. (laughs) Same with The Incredibles, but that's down the road. So go check that out. Go rate and review On the Island on Apple Podcasts. It helps a lot. And come back next week for the penultimate episode of Survivor David vs. Goliath. Wait, this is the part. For, first off, thanks for having me. You said that. At, at Ken oh. Gaines. <laughs> at Ken Gaines. K-E-N-G-A-I-N-E-S. Gaines like Gainesville. You yeah. can find him tweeting, what, every every couple weeks? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tweet more if I get more followers. <laughs> uh, put some really great gems out there for people to learn things. Anyway. What, is, what is your favorite tweet you've ever put out? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it probably it was a Florida State football tweet. It, it was about Jameis Winston, but I, he lives in this town, so I don't want to say. Well, <laughs> I'm sure he'll come after. It was you. not a positive tweet. And everyone loves Jameis around here in Tampa. That's for sure. <laughs> <sighs> not a sports podcast. There you go, Ty. That's for you. So thanks for listening, and come back next time. I've been Taylor Gaines here with my dad for the family visit episode. Enjoy the flight home. Watch movies. You're gonna scream, hello! Something like that. (laughs) Hello and welcome! (laughs) We are here on the island. Hashtag OTIP.
there's a snake in my boot. That's right. This year on Natural Selection, we are going to determine the greatest Pixar movie of all time before the release of Toy Story 4 in June of next year. It'll be me, Taylor Gaines, and my co-host, Tyler B. Commons, along for the ride. Oh, that's me? Is that key for me? We're going to go back through our childhood, Ty. How does it feel? I love nostalgia, and if you love nostalgia, this is going to be a great podcast for you to listen to, especially season one. Come for the nostalgia, stay for the discussion of how sexually suggestive Toy Story 2 is. Literally no follow-up is possible for that. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of fun. We've started watching some of the movies, and they are just a joy to dive back into. There is going to be a whole lot on the table, open for discussion. The other important thing you need to know, because you've heard our names, is that Your names are just as important to making this podcast happen because while I will use my extremely scientific computer algorithm to put together our rankings through a combination of critical scores and box office scores and animation grades and rewatchability grades and things like that, you will be the one making the decision on which movie winds up winning. That's right. When we get down to it, we're going to have a March Madness style bracket, even though it's not a basketball podcast. Not a basketball podcast. (laughs) We pick the seeds, but you guys pick the winners. So we need your input and we need your thoughts and ideas to propel this thing forward. You could say we're just the seed bearers. (laughs) Gosh. Yeah, you can get mad at us the entire time for our seeding, but then it's all up to you at the end because that's how democracy works. And if anything... (laughs) If we're trying to achieve anything with this podcast, it's a highly functioning democratic system. Yeah, so join us each week. Maybe you can watch it and then give it a listen so you know exactly what we're talking about. It's definitely not a requirement to go back and watch it because a lot of these movies are so ingrained into our brains anyway. And several of them I would not even suggest going back to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Our first episode will drop on December 3rd and will come out pretty much every week after that until the release of Toy Story 4 in June 2019. So subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. So come join us on this wonderful journey from Toy Story to Incredibles and beyond. We're so corny. (laughs) What's the Mickey voice? See you real soon. Oh.